Hello everyone, my name is Farma and you are listening to my podcast, A Lifetime of Talk. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the media's obsession with the not like other girls trope. This topic has been kind of weighing very heavy on my mind as I've seen kind of recent conversations pop up about this trope being so used in TV shows and movies and all that. And so I wanted to research it a little bit and kind of even just like search my mind through where I've seen it and yeah that's what we're gonna get into today. I think if we want to get into the discussion about the not like other girls trope we have to talk about the vilification of femininity in the media. I think There's a lot of negative connotations and characteristics attached to femininity. If you're hyper-feminine, you're also dumb, or you're mean, or you're rude, or you're egotistical, or you're you're being hyper-feminine in order to gain some sort of attention. And so, in order to kind of neglect that mindset for a lot of women, um... They had to detach from femininity in order to create other standards from themselves, like being smart or being athletic or being tech savvy and not being taken seriously or being given the same opportunities, especially kind of is something that you see with hyper femininity. And so to neglect that, you neglect not being seen. There's a girl on YouTube who actually talks about the vilification of femininity in one of her videos. And I think it. she portrays the idea very well. She talked about how during war times in America, or even just in the Western world, women would take over jobs while men were out at war. And so when the men came back, the women were kind of pushed to the side and told to go back to their um, quote-unquote uh, womanly duties. And so in order to be taken seriously and to detach from that, idea of having to stay at home and not work they denounced all the things that made them feminine they denounced dresses they denounced makeup that's kind of carried itself through into the media now and i think especially because the idea of being feminine is vilified it is something that everyone kind of doesn't want to be a part of. And so this not like other girls mentality is built up off of that vilification of femininity and hyper-femininity at that. Also in the video by Shan Spear on YouTube, she mentioned how at a certain point we did actually get representation of characters or people who were hyper-feminine but also smart or also tech savvy or also athletic they were all these different things and one example she brought up or two examples she brought up were barbie and the bratz dolls you had barbie being all these different things she was a woman who went to space she was a she was smart she was um into clothes she was all these different things and she wasn't attached to just one thing and so she was this kind of poster girl for being able to be hyper feminine but also be all these other characteristics that you don't really see 
being portrayed in the media today. Also with the Bratz dolls. The Bratz dolls were super, I mean, from top to bottom, dressed up amazingly. They came in so many different forms that you couldn't attach them to just being feminine. They were also attached to other things. As we kind of progressed, or I don't know, well, I don't think progressed is a word, but as we kind of moved on from that, we saw more tropes in which these hyper-feminine characters or these feminine characters were becoming the stereotypes that I mentioned earlier where they were dumb, they were mean, they were rude, they were egotistical. I mean, the classic example would be the Mean Girls. We look at the Mean Girls and we think, wow, they're like, they're these gorgeous human beings, but they're like, they have all these negative characteristics about them that make them unlikable, that make them villains. So I think that's kind of where the not like other girls character grew from. I mean, basically what I'm saying is the vilification of femininity walked so that the not like other girls trope could run. I dislike myself just a little bit more for using that, um, for using that saying but we move. I feel like I say, but we move every time I feel uncomfortable with something that I've just said or when I need a good transition. And so now that I've said, but we move, we, we will, we will move. (laughs) (laughs) Now on to what the not like other girls trope actually is. In movies and TV shows, these are the girls that don't wear makeup. They dress in, they don't dress in feminine clothes. They read books, they're smart, they're not popular, and they're considered different. They're usually the main characters of the story, the main female characters of the stories, and they're not like all the other girls. As if every other girl is the same and can't be any of the things that the not like other girl girl is. The sole reason why this character is usually not like the other girls is because all the other girls are all these negative stereotypes that the media and society has placed onto women and this is I feel like the the very beginning or maybe not the very beginning but it's kind of the the start of now like this the new wave of pitting women against each other Because there's this cycle that's created in which you see movies that perpetuate ideas um, that, you know, every other woman who's not the not like other girl character is a villain. This then reflects itself into your real life and you vilify every other girl you see or you vilify most girls that you see and you criticize them and you judge them and you put them into all these different boxes that you think they fit into because you for some reason think that you're different from them. Where the main issue I think lies with this trope is that for a lot of girls they, or for a lot of people even, they just internalize these kind of ideas that are brought by this and the not like other girls mentality is not a show to me at least of a humble person who's different it's symbolic of a superiority complex in a sense of somebody who instead of putting energy into 
making friendships with other girls is creating these ideas that all the other girls are villains in order to make themselves feel better and I completely kind of understand that this trope in movies and tv shows is not really made to offend people or to hurt people it's kind of made to it's made to make characters unique and stand out in the plot but we've seen this character so many times and in so many different fields at this point it's becoming a redundant story point that lacks true substance for the main characters or even just any character have you seen some of the movies that have come out these like past few years i know not like i haven't seen every movie in the world so i don't really know if i can speak on every movie i can't speak on every movie in the world but i've watched some really bad movies in the past couple of uh years and that might be a poor choice on my part but this like main character being not like the other girls is repeated so many times i literally feel like i'm losing my mind like i i'm making it up in my own head and it's not actually the movie but it is the movie and i must and and i think we can move we can move past it but this the writers won't let go the writers don't want to let go of the story point and when they create the story point they often tend to not add anything to this that main character's persona except feeling like they're not like other girls and then on top of that to make matters worse they underwrite i don't know if that's a word but they underwrite every other character as well so the other characters have no substance to them they have no meaning to them other than just being kind of there for the main character to move around like chess pieces and it becomes like this story that is it feels like every other story because it's it really it is like every other story you end up with this lackluster movie that gets copied and pasted into another lackluster movie and then gets copied and pasted into another lackluster movie and it's all getting quite redundant. I think we can move on. I really do. The, the not like other girls trope essentially just writes itself. So the character can vilify every other character who's not like them. And the audience will kind of, I don't know, will try to root for them because they're different. And they, they're struggling because of it. I also feel like as a society, we can move on from taking this trope and transferring it into our real lives uh, by leaving the trope on screen where it belongs I, I don't know I think like when you grow up through out sort of the first parts of your teen life for some reason you feel like you're not to say you're not the only one who's going through what you're going through but you tend to create this ideology that you're essentially not like other people and while that is true you are truly not like other people you, you, there's so many similarities that you don't find that's because you don't take the time out to 
find those similarities as much as I think you could. And I'm speaking about my, like, past me as well. Like, I definitely was the person who did not believe that... It's not that I didn't believe that the other people were like me or went through the things that I went through, but I created this mindset where it, I would create judgments of people that don't feel true to who they are but they feel true to who I am I hope that makes sense I'll try to word it in another way I think personally 12 year old me took pride in my unique qualities or I well I guess I thought I took pride in my unique qualities but it was only when I compared it to what I thought were other people's lack of that uniqueness I definitely think I define people by who I was uh, instead of defining them by who they were for example if someone did something that was different to what I did there was there was a judgment there and the way that I had internalized this belief that uniqueness was better was just a reflection of my own insecurities and I made myself believe that it wasn't that way because uniqueness was seen as being better in the media. It was seen as being something that, although causing hardship for a lot of these main characters, ultimately ended in some sort of a triumph. I realized less back then the fact that a lot of people and I were in the same boat in many different regards. I feel that being more aware of that way of thinking has alleviated this need to compete with other girls or to fit in but not fit in at the same time. Uh, at 12, there was kind of this math to it. Uh, you had to fit in enough, but you also had to stand out enough. And like the math was just not there. I don't think you can fit in. and I mean, you can fit in and stand out at the same time, but I don't think the math that I thought I was doing was creating the outcome that I wanted. Uh, confronting my way of thinking is something that is important to me and thinking about how much I had internalized from movies and TV tropes made me realize why I did certain things or acted in certain ways or believed certain things at one point in my life. I know I can't be alone in seeing the way this has existed in my past and that's because well, to use the reverse of the not like other girls trope, I am kind of somewhat like other girls probably in more ways than I would believe and that doesn't make me any less of a unique person who can be whatever I want to be without it being reflective of what others are not. I think that's kind of all the thoughts that I have on this topic on the not like other girls trope, on the vilification of femininity. I think I could honestly do an entire episode on just the vilification of femininity in itself because I think that like there's a history behind that. There's 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 something behind that that can definitely be uh, looked into more and researched more. The trope in and of itself of the not like other girls oh my god how many times have i said this in this episode i i honestly get so upset when i use words 
like over and over again but i have to say not like other girls trope but saying it so many times is it's it's starting to feel like a tongue twister and it's something that i'm hoping i will end very soon and i will because this episode is coming to an end did you see that transition did you hear that transition that was magnificent that was kind of that was kind of the greatest transition i think i've ever made but then again whenever i make the transition to end an episode i talk for another like five ten minutes so before i do go though i want to say that uh whenever i do an episode like this i have a feeling of like alleviation i don't say this on the podcast often or even ever but when i do these episodes I'm also trying to work through and understand what I'm talking about better and that's why I do kind of like the research behind these topics and these things that are prevalent in society. I like to research them and also combine that with observations that I've made myself. I'm not perfect and being able to confront these things as I'm either researching or writing out my thoughts is a very gratifying feeling because I get to understand myself a little bit better and that's kind of the goal always is to just improve in some way. If you would like me to do a vilification of femininity episode, I really want to do that. I probably will end up doing that. I think, like I said, there's a lot to talk about there. Uh, Not like other girls trope. I don't think there's more I can add, honestly. I feel like we're probably going to get a lot more movies about female protagonists who are not like other girls and have no other kind of standpoint but just being not like other girls. If, you, if you've watched movies about girls who are not like other girls, then you understand when I say, well, you probably understand when I say they literally lack any sort of other personality other than that. Like, it's actually quite upsetting and the vilification of femininity oh my goodness i have to have an entire episode on that because i feel like if i just get into it now i will talk for another 20 minutes i hope you guys like this episode if you would like to follow me elsewhere you can follow me on my instagram at a lifetime of talk there i have all my updates and sort of just behind the scenes stuff as well And if you want to send me like feedback or talk to me about this topic or any other episode topic, you can do that on my Instagram by sending me a message. If you would like to leave me a review, you can do that on Apple Podcast. If you want to listen to this elsewhere, I'm available on multiple platforms. If you look for it, I'm sure you could find it. But to make your life easier, no, I'm just kidding. Okay, I'm just kidding about kidding. I'll tell you. I'm available on Spotify. I'm available on Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, Stitcher, Google Podcast, and Red Circle, which is the primary platform of this podcast. Did I say enough? Were enough words used? Did I hit my maximum word count? I feel like alarm bells are going off in my head and my brain is telling me that I have in fact reached my maximum word count of the day, maximum spoken words, so I will be leaving 
now. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Goodbye! Okay, but before I leave, can y'all hear the fireworks right outside my window? Can y'all hear that? Why? It is Feb- It's February. Feb- February. Feb- Yikes. <laughs> Bro. Whoa. February. Feb- Feb- Whoa. February. I really have reached my maximum words per day. Oh my god. Okay, I'll I'll really go now. Goodbye.